Yeah. You said it, I didn't. Hello, and welcome to... Well, welcome back to the studio. It is now not one million degrees in the town of Mujura. Um, it is kind of covering where up. we live. That's just for educational purposes. We live in the Loddon Mallee region. We're in the South Africa. South Af- We're in South Africa right now. Mm-hmm. South Africa. This is episode 30, I believe. And today we have the returning guest, Chris, because everyone else doesn't come on. <laughs> How are you? Good. That is good. I bring you here today to discuss... Okay. Death. It's pretty dramatic. Maybe I should give you a bit of a summary, though. But okay. You know how, like, I always said I had, like, these lists of, like, subjects and stuff that we I used to, like, choose from to choose the topic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I returned back to, like, the first episode, which was death, and I don't think it... And I can't remember. I think it probably did. Yeah, and my main thing is like remembering death, and the other reason why I bring this up is just because like how depressed I've been recently. That's a lot to process. Ah, I'm not suicidal. <coughs> Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. So what do you mean, like, as in, like, being? Is it something that you deal with like often, or is it like something's happened? Oh no, it's something or... I deal with often. Like, it's one of those things. Like, you know, like how. It's more or less one of those things. It was like remembering that you die, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and like it only spurred on just because I've been. Oh, like I had a day where like I wasted my time. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, well, I could have been spending a lot better time doing something else. I've only got so many minutes of my life. Yeah. So why not enjoy them no matter what you're doing? <laughs> Impossible. It's, it's fun. It's, yeah, I'm the same. But yeah, I'm not that. It's the same thing in my days off. You have a day where you just like you sleep and then like yeah. you sleep in too much. Yeah. I don't know if it was like that. No, I sleep in too much and I get into like that habit of you wake up, kind of can't bother doing anything, sit around for like three hours, four hours, until like you, four o'clock, five o'clock in the afternoon. Until you and you're, like, you're like, oh, no, I might go to the gym, maybe I do, maybe yeah. I don't. And then I wonder why that is. Like, I wonder why like there's days where like you could smash out like. A shit ton of things, but then all of a sudden, the days where you just can't. I wonder what happened to him, like... Fatigue. It's like the ups and the downs. Yeah. Peaks and the troughs. What do you think, like, in your case, what leads to you to getting fatigued, usually? Fatigue de. Fatigue de. Like, as in... Um... Lack of recovery. Yeah. I think that mental recovery is, like, the thing that builds up mm. so quickly. Yeah. Like, with work and stuff. Yeah. If you're just not not being mindful or you're not... So I was thinking about this. I actually caught myself the other day. Yeah. Um, I was at home and I was still doing... I was still, like, ED nursing mm. at home. Like, you get home and you're, like, prioritising tasks at home and prioritising tasks in your life and you're at home you're like come on over here you're doing this and you're yeah. sprinting across the house and you're doing this yeah. and you're getting I'm like holy shit I'm just me like I haven't left work mm. I'm still I'm at home and still running around getting tasks done yeah and just like I haven't switched off from there and then mm. I think after a while that just builds up of like no proper downtime yeah and just go 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 like I'm just the same as yeah. I am at work then you come home then it's just you know 
uh, cut, you know, come home, um, go train, yeah, eat, study, mm. go to bed, wake up. There's no turning off. Yeah. Just on and then on you on. get two days off, and then you when you crash, you crash. Yeah. Hard. Mm. Do you think also like with like nursing itself, like the sleep schedule is not ideal? No, it's for, hard because you can't get into that. Your body doesn't get into a routine. Yeah. Like you break your you're rhythm like, all the yeah, time. Your body's like in shock almost twenty four seven. Doesn't know when to turn on, when to switch off. Yeah. That's why you're either like an insomnia up all night, like a lot of people shift work. Mm. You can't go to bed on like a morning shift or so a nap until like. Yeah, or you sleep all day. Yeah. And people sleep like 14, 15 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Days off, you just crash. It's horrible. Like, it makes me hate it, because, like, it really, like, ruins your motivation to do anything. It's like, it makes it so hard to get up and go. And you notice the difference in, like, for me personally, in, like, in performance. Mm. Like, in, like, sport performance, like football or mm. CrossFit, you really notice the difference. And it's kind of, like, annoying, because you want to do well in those things. Yeah. yeah. Especially what? in an environment where it can vary so much. Yeah. Um, in the acute setting, yeah, the environment changes from day to day. So you can have days where you'll go home and you'll go to the gym and you'll feel amazing and it'll be the best workout yeah. ever. And then you have days where you go home and you just yeah. can't put anything together and yeah, everything's on manual mode. Yeah, you just flat as a tack. And you can't even like process information. It takes a half an hour to figure out like what lettuce is or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, I just find it quite interesting. Like um, how like. It's quite interesting how, um, at, like how out of control we actually are. We actually have that much control of ourselves. Like there's only so much control we do have of ourselves. Mm. Yeah. I remember listening to a podcast by Andrew Huberman about dopamine, and it's all related to that as well. Like depending upon where you, yeah, put your. I think the body for the body functions best when it has a like a rigid routine and structure. Yeah. Um, you get the best performance out of yourself. Well, because sleep's like the first pillar of health. Mm. Like, if you have a good sleep schedule and you have regular REM sleep, you're going to have like you, you're going to be optimal. Your central nervous system will be primed for everything you need to do in the day. Um, but sadly, we don't have that luxury of actually having proper recovery. Mm. <clears throat> and of course, that changes. Like, some people prefer to wake up early. Some people prefer to wake up later. And a little yeah. bit later, yeah. Mm. But it's always, you know, there's a schedule. Yeah, I guess. Mm. So do you think the system doesn't really cater to like in general, not, like not just not just us as shift workers, but like people in general, like your regular day to day Joe, like maybe we're not really catering to those people at all. Like there, it's actually we're developing people with health issues, and we don't even know it. Like because we're forcing these people to work at these rigid time frames when like they're probably that's probably not their natural, like what their body prefers. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. That and also... Well, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of uh, a push, you know, with working from home to be able to... Like, a lot of people who work from home during COVID didn't have a schedule. They just had, like, a set stuff that they had to get done. Yeah. And they'd show up for a meeting here and there, which is what you do at work, essentially, anyway. Yeah. Um, a lot of people at work just come in nine to five, have a set amount of stuff that they have to get done for the day, and then... Yeah. Go home. Mm. It's not like... I'm trying to stay. Just keep going. Let's try. Let's try a box of tissues now. Keep going, listen. <laughs> try. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Mm. No, but 
anyway, to bring back to, like, the whole thought of death thing, like, it's, it comes back to that whole, like, because, like, with my life goals, everything's pretty time crucial, and, like, when you have, like, a day where you can't, like, you seem to, like, you'll be stuck, like, paralysed on the couch, and just thinking, like, I need to do this, but I can't. Oh, like, yeah, like, stuck in, like, a depression. Yeah, and it's not like, um, a woe is me depression, like, this is specifically me coming off night shift. Like, I'd come off night shift and I had to switch the daytime for the study day today. And during that phase, like, I mean, like, I, my physical depressed state, like, I'm, like, mentally and physically fatigued. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's because of, clearly, because I'm shifting my body around. Like, what can you do? I don't know. Just quit my job, go up in the forest. I you could do that. But that doesn't really achieve the goals I want. Yeah. Yeah. Go work nine to five job. Yeah. Maybe work in community once I've done my master's. Possibly, yeah. yeah. that'll probably end up being my choice if I get a nine-to-five job out of that. That'd be so good. Nine-to-five, wake up. It's not only nine-to-five, mate. Yeah. Monday to Friday. Right, nine-to-five. No public holidays. You get all Easter off. You get mm. Christmas. They get like you mm. know, a week or whatever off over Christmas, New Year's. Yeah. It's not just like Monday to Friday every week. Mm. You get every single public holiday off. You don't have to show up. Yeah. Like all of this stuff. Be so good. Working full time and you get paid full time too. Yeah, it's pretty good. I know it sounds pretty I'll good. Like you're pretty keen about that. Don't. Like. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually probably one of the big. There was a mm. few big uh, things that what I'm looking at when I'm looking at perhaps transferring mm. over to mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Working community. It's not official. Uh, not official yet, but. No. So you put you while well, you're waiting for the results, aren't you? Yeah, I'm gonna wait for the results yeah. and then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's looking pretty promising. Yeah. Do you contact? Um, mm. An interview? Not an interview because uh, a lot of the nuns actually at the hospital mm. are on uh, annual leave at the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is um, like apparently, uh, I was told that a query whether executives told them to all take leave before winter comes here because they reckon this is going to be a really long flu season. Yeah. Um, this year, so trying to get everyone on the acute wards and everything just to take as m- like as much annual leave now before we get to mm. before we get to the winter period because it'll just be non-stop. Yeah, which be great. I'm, Beautiful. I'm looking forward to it. Flu season. Have you got your flu jacket? No, apparently it's. Uh, I haven't got it. People were talking about it, but I haven't got it. No, I haven't got it. Mm. I think it, like I think I the elderly people, the yeah. crusty skin at the moment. Yeah, I think, that's <laughs> I think it's due end of May or something like that. I got a reminder the other day. Yeah. Oh, he's not. I, ju- I just wait until they go around. They do the drive at work, and yeah. you just show up, get stabbed, and yeah, you move on, and go on. Yeah. Yeah, you get a get a little card, and you move on. But um, mm. I haven't heard anything about my COVID jab. I've only had three, and I've had COVID once after my third one. Yeah. Which made me exempt from getting the fourth one. Hmm. But. Yeah. I didn't want to get the jab. I didn't really want to get the COVID jab to begin with. Didn't you? No, I was afraid of having any side effects. Well, well, yeah, with the evidence that's come out now, and they're talking about that they found out that they lied about COVID side effects and how prominent perhaps things were. Omitted, I think they probably did. Yeah. 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 Which, in the situation I'm in, mm. kind of understand, I guess. Like, yeah, but giving like a young kid, like there's a lot of like, young athletes have myocarditis and yeah, yeah. well yeah, the, and 
there's a reason why perhaps vaccines take a long time mm. or medications always take a long time to be produced and that's because there are always side effects yeah of every medication you take mm. there are going to be even panadols nephrotoxic yeah so you know you take it a long time fucks up your kidneys or whatever but yeah. you know mm. that's why things take forever to be produced yeah so anytime you cut corners in how long it's going to take mm. unfortunately there are side yeah. effects but I yeah. guess oh this isn't the first vaccine to have like issues like the polio vaccine when it first came out years ago had issues as well yeah yeah mm. it yeah. comes with the territory it comes with the situation everyone was in and the I guess endless void of mm. how do we deal with COVID 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 everyone's in lockdown mm. did you hear about it like how now they're saying it's come from the Wuhan lab, lab they're actually like just mainstream media saying that now. Yeah. Yeah. I like how casual they are about going, oh yeah. It was actually well, a lab. Well, if the evidence suggests it. Yeah. And but before, like, when they were suggested, that was suggested by crazy people, conspiracy theorists. How many conspiracies have been right, my friend? I don't know, probably like 12%. <laughs> I won't actually wonder what the percentage is, but, like, not all conspiracy theories are right, but... They lied about, like... Well, pretty much every war so far. Yeah. Since World War Two. The UFOs. There's always been a lot about... Now they're, like, talking about possible UFOs and mm. coming out about, like, the mind control things came out. Yeah. And how... You know what I'm saying? My, I've, like, s- I've actually got pretty... Like, stuff that starts as, like, tinfoil hat. Nah, that's never going to happen. Yeah. That's, that's not real, let him in. Yeah. Some of the stuff you're like, oh, shit. Or, you mm. know, it's... It's true, but not as true. Yeah. So it's only true to a degree. Yeah. Like mind control. Yeah. MK Ultra stuff. It's like yeah. they tried and they failed. So maybe, maybe they succeeded, but probably not. Yeah. But the idea, no, the government would never have done mind control stuff. Yeah. That's just silly. Never ever. No, because there hasn't been any period in history where the government's tried to do anything. No. Wrong or bad to no. the people. Never. No. Never happens. Hmm. I wonder what sort of people actually, like, go into government power, like, in that position of power where they actually are wanting... Or is it actually the people of government or the people under government that want those things to happen? Want, want the power. I think most people want to go into government. When it comes down... When you analyse what it is, it's not necessarily always being tyrannical. Some of them are. But it's, I want my ideology to be the way of the world. Whenever you ask them, it's not... Mm. Like, how many people have you sat down who are super into politics, want to be politicians, mm. who are like, I don't care what... I don't care what policy gets brought into place. I just want to govern, like, the people fairly and, you know, let due... Di- you know, this is what I think, but I like due di- you know, diligence. It's always, I hate the other side. Yeah. I want to, you know, I want just my policies to be the way. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So I think a lot of people, you go into politics, they want the power. Mm-hmm. And then the money that comes with that. What do you think happens to those people to become that way? I don't know. Just everyone wants power. Yeah. In some sense. I think everyone wants the power over, even if it's just to not necessarily, like, put others down, but sort of to lift yourself up. Mm. Well, it's kind of nice. And put yourself in a better position where you can start to govern. You know, if you're in control of the country and whatever you say goes... Mm. Then you can you've essentially got almost ultimate freedom of yeah the ultra rich mm. just do whatever you want whenever yeah. you want and get away with it 
that clearly comes from being well we're clearly like we're hierarchical then mm. I reckon it comes from like some deep seated childhood issues but oh okay yeah yeah, yeah as well there's probably it's, it's probably more com- it's really complex yeah. it's probably not I think it's that. the natural want to always you know people yeah. always have their natural wants to take over yeah. something like I want it to be my way and yeah and it just sort of stems to hmm. I'm interested to see how many of them have like antisocial traits in terms of like I want to manipulate people and move my way and mm. that kind of thing. That'd be very interesting. See, what, if, what if they're like really intelligent antisocials? Because like you never meet them in like a psychiatric unit. Like they're pretty rare to mm. find like an antisocial that's quite intelligent. Imagine antisocial that actually has some brains. That'd be very, very interesting to see how that works out. Oh, and malicious. I wonder what the mind of an antisocial person is. The what? The, the mind of an antisocial person is. Somebody that, like, doesn't care about others and is willing to do whatever, whatever it takes to gain something. Mm. Well, it's just like, what's the mind of anyone? It's just what you think. Mm. It's what you truly believe. And you see it as, like, you know... You know, like, the, whatever it is that you believe is the truth. Yeah. It's just like that, but that's for them. Mm. You know, like when you talk to people, it's like some obscure thing that they believe. It's just what what they think based on what they've experienced or been told. Mm. Actually, I should probably bring up one thing. No, we'll, we'll stick. Yeah. With, we'll stick with this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think they were probably abandoned as children. <laughs> Actually, no. What what sort of child becomes a politician? Somebody who has either been told they're the greatest and can do whatever they want and they'll be a leader over and over again and bolstered up so they actually have the confidence to actually go out and do the thing that they're doing and actually believe what they're saying is somewhat mm. the truth and only truth without question or somebody that is being bullied harshly and wants power to actually have some sort of like maybe some remedy power for their people. past yeah 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 like police officers yeah same thing with police officers you see that it's like mm. it's not about hey I want to uphold justice and true justice and work for the people yeah it's because of like smashing it's like, people it's like I want to go and beat up all the bad guys and if anyone looks at me different I'm going to throw them in prison and fuck you yeah so many of them that I've, like people who want to be cops that's what it's like yeah security guards are like that too security yes. guards are very antisocial. yeah yeah, bounces. Yeah, bounces. I'm. Yeah. Yeah. You have some. You would have to have some you narcissistic have have traits as well. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't, don't see Islander bounces being that way though. Hmm. Mm. I think we need to get a. I just think they're big and it's easy to throw people they're, they're out so when friendly. you're that size. What are you doing here, bro? Perfect. They're so friendly. Yeah, it's kind of like moving a chair to them. Yeah. It's just, that's their daily life. It's like, they're upbringing. Go home, bro. <laughs> you drink too much, eh? <laughs> they're um, great. Yeah. What are your thoughts on... Um, today in the study day mm. at, the, at work, we discussed about recovery-based language. So, like, changing your terminology so it doesn't seem as harsh. Such as changing words from like committed murder to completed to—I mean, not murder—committed suicide to completed suicide because of the negative connotations around committed suicide. Change like apparently 
manipulates the way you perceive suicide. Which I think that depends on the person. To some extent it does. It's like changing the language to make things softer, to change the way that they're perceived. Yeah. I think... I was actually thinking about this today with feedback and mm. getting feedback. Obviously, working in a new environment, you're going to get in a difficult environment. Yeah. I've been getting a lot of feedback and some yeah. has been broken to me very well and some have been bad and reflecting on, you know, how do I receive feedback? Yeah. And, like, and I think it highlighted it's more important how things are received when you say something, rather not necessarily how you say them. Yeah. Or, what, or getting it across, like people, mm. you know, for example, if you're going to give someone feedback, you know, you need to make sure that if they receive that in a way that's negative and they go, they'll just put up their shields and go and blow you off and fuck yeah. you. Mm. But if you change the language and the way you approach things, people will take it on a lot yeah. more. Or more people, like some people really, you know, respond well to just bluntness, but not many people do, especially in an environment or a situation where you're, like, emotionally vulnerable. Mm. Like feedback, or if you want to sit down and talk to someone about, hey, when you tried to attempt to end your life, or, you know, Mm. talking around perhaps their drug abuse or stuff like that, you want to use language that doesn't make them put their guard up or disconnect from the conversation yeah. I think that could work yeah but it's very tricky though where does it start where does it stop yeah do you are you then you know are you then sort of decreasing the severity of perhaps the situation or mm. I don't know I think in like the context of feedback, like of course, like depending upon the individual, of course, like for somebody to change their mind in the sense of changing their mind, that generally is the person that you're talking to that does it. Because yeah. I can't, I can't physically change your mind. All I can do is put in incentives for you to think about the new change your mind. Mm. You've got the tools to change your mind. I just have, I have nothing really. I can't do much besides just chuck out word salads. Um, but, yeah, depending upon the feedback. And in that sort of context, words really do matter. Um, yeah, but, picking but, the right... Yeah. The right approach. Of course. It's the same, like, yeah. in the mental health world. Like, like I personally, like, I take my... Depending on the person I'm interacting with on the ward, I'll sit back and think about how am I going to approach this person? What would seem to be the best approach to be successful in this communication so I can actually have the best outcome? It's generally, like, what I do before I go in to interact with somebody. Um, but in the sense of like changing, let's say like as a team, like as on an individual level, trying to change the language that is used, such as changing committed suicide to completed suicide, that is Mm. very, that is still the same as like contextual as like how you deal with a person. Like the way, like the way I see committed suicide, I have no negative connotations associated with that. I just know the words suicide are involved in committed as like you've committed to something and I don't see any negative association. But somebody else sees committed as co- same as committed murder because they've already have a negative association with suicide. They may have like this whole bias and preconceived judgment upon suicide. So it's very tricky, if that makes sense. 
Mm. So, like, when you're adjusting language, what you're doing is, like, and if you really want to enforce that, what you're doing is you're enforcing a, a style of group think when you start doing it on the individual level because then now you're trying to get everyone to think the same, which is useful in a team-based and workplace environment, but it's not good when you're trying to seek some sort of, like, individual-based resolutions. I don't know. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. So what you're saying is just like it works on an overall scale, but when you're going from person to person, you have to. Yeah, the tailor. The language you use is just the language. Yeah, yeah, it has to be tailored. Like you can't yeah. just be going. Oh, you've committed. You can't like you can't say I committed. You committed to try to commit suicide. You like. You have to find out what seems to be the language that works. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a matter of like a checklist. It's a matter of assessing what needs to be said for that person. Like when you give them feedback, so somebody can take blunt feedback. Somebody take, needs to have soft feedback. Every, mm. Like recovery is very subjective, and it's dependent upon the person. Yeah. That's the conversation I wanted up today, but we had no time to have that conversation. That's why I brought it up. But do I sound like it makes sense? Or yeah, yeah. yeah it's just tailoring it to what they. Yeah. What they want. Yeah. I just don't, I, I really, like, I really resist systems because, like, that's when, because I have issues with systems because I hate, hate systems. Because, um, you know, then you leave behind some people that you forget to look after. Yeah. You have to be, yeah, yeah. always adapting. Mm. Anyway, that was a random segue. Mm. Yeah. So why have you been receiving some pretty, like harsh feedback? Yeah, of course you get it. Like in in the ED, there's no time to be able to sit down and be like, "Hey, look, this is what happened." And it's just like, mm. "That's wrong." Yeah, you done it. You did it wrong. Yeah. You did it wrong. Yeah, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and when you're in the moment and you're like flat out running around, yeah. it's been like seven yeah. hours since you sat down or drank water. Yeah, and especially if you're stressing, you're like. You just, yeah. And then, and, and because on the flip side, yeah. sick people who you like, then you're like, oh shit, you know, I did something wrong mm. for someone who I was only ever intending to do things right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it, like, it probably hangs with you for a little while. Do you feel like it hangs with you for a what? bit? Like, if like, does that the the do, yeah, like those negative engagements? Yeah. Yeah, it's very hard to like. You go home, you just like overthink it. Yeah. You just sit there. It, it is, we talked about, I don't know if they've done it, they do it on any other words, the speaking up for safety. Yeah. Do they do that on, like... Not much in Ward 5, no. We have safe wards. No. Which is a bit different organised, like it's similar to that sort of stuff. Yeah, because I haven't seen it on any other ward except for ED, which makes sense because it's ED and yeah, they've had a lot of problems in the emergency environment with... What's well, a high-risk environment. Yeah. Um, and they talk about like um, if if you like previous engagements affecting how your future how you're going to engage with someone in the the future. So if you have a negative engagement with someone, someone just yells at you or blows mm. you off or tells you that you're useless or whatever at work. Yeah, you're not going to go and ask them for help ever again. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had that with particular leadership I wouldn't like exactly right like with, within that environment I would not want to approach them at all oh of course you don't because like you're just like they're not going to be able to help me because all of the social all the interactions have been negative yeah yeah so 
so why would I want to go and engage with that person? Which doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find it, do you do you find it hard to deal with your anxieties? Anxieties around like what? Like work. Like work. Mm. Um. It depends whether I can like acknowledge what's going on. Mm. Like that's probably the hardest thing. Is always being in denial. So I'll always be like, nah, it's just a shitty, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just a you know, what a you know, shitty workplace or it's this or it's that. Yeah. But then like lately being able to like strip it down and be like, Oh, okay. It's because I'm anxious about, you know, this skill deficit or whatever. Yeah. And you start to deal with it that way. Yeah. And then I guess reflecting on um and reflecting I guess not just reflecting on the situation but reflecting with I guess, I don't know, giving yourself a bit of leeway as well, being like, well, what did I know that at the time? No. What what, I, what, what was the best I could have done? Mm. Um, and just, I think, if you're making a, a decision or a choice or, you know, you acted in a certain way at the time, but you thought that that was the right thing for you to do. Yeah. And genuinely, like, at the time, it was the right thing for you to do. Mm. Given the information and the training and the whatever you have, because hindsight's always, you know, twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it might have been the you know the poor decision to make, but yeah, what else could have you done? Mm. Doesn't necessarily mean that you're. I don't know. Doesn't mean you're in, like an inferior person or shit. Yeah. 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 You made the best decision you could at the time, and yeah, what happened happened, and. Sometimes things go good, sometimes things go bad. Yeah. As long as nobody dies at the end of the day and people know what's going on, that's fine. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, of course, you get like, you don't want to go to work or whatever, mm. up or not. Yeah. Yeah, well that's not yeah. a good thing, I don't think. I don't think like being up or not, not wanting to go to work is a good sign of your workplace environment. Yeah. Oh, that's your jumper. Yeah. And support too. Yeah. Having support at work is important. Mm. And that's probably why a particular environment was at the highest of my preferences. Yeah. Yeah. Hint, hint. I know the award staff watch this podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, uh, we only have like 31 subscribers. We have 31 subscribers. Yeah. And I think we have, on Instagram, we have way more. Do we? We have like 120 followers or something like that. Wow. And yeah, awesome. I think we're getting more because like there's a video I posted. I'll, I'll show you later. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, it's weird what people like what goes viral and what doesn't. What did? Like there's a video of me like filming a kangaroo that that Caelan was feeding in um oh, in New okay, South Wales. Yeah, yeah. It got over 16,000 likes. Yeah. Fucking the on most Instagram. Yeah, it's the most bare. It's still getting likes now. It's the most bare. I'll show you. It's the most bare bones fucking video. And people, oh, so cute. Oh, the kangaroo. It's oh, makes me disappointed in society. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's a cute kangaroo. How good? And then everyone's like, oh, be careful. It's got seventeen point one k likes. Seventeen. <laughs> This is the first viral video I've ever made in my life. And it's got like no effort. 
Just like this podcast. It's just Caitlin. Yeah. The kangaroo like. Yeah. If you want to watch this video, go like it on Instagram. Fitting back kicks, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was hoping, but no. What's she feeding it? Weebeaks. We fed it Weebeaks. Apparently it comes to the backyard all the time. My eyes are so terrible. Yeah. But apparently they're 2020 vision. I really should dust this place. And that's it. There's no music. Nothing. There's no so commentary. 25 comments. It's not like the kangaroo's like cuddling Caitlin or anything crazy like that. Mm. Mm. That's interesting what like finds the meta. Yeah. Like I guess I guess because like Australian kangaroo um, <laughs> travel like it's Caitlin, not you. It's Caitlin on me. Like, you know, <laughs> maybe I should just wear like women's clothes and a wig and just see. Like, actually, that's how you get followers. Hmm. <laughs> Unless I'm bringing up any controversial topics. Did you hear about the powerlifter that identified as a woman to like beat the women's records? Yeah. Now the band fucking yeah trains. Yeah, he was the Canadian coach for the women's powerlifting team. I guess he's doing it to prove a point. Mm. Like when you're like have your whole life being exposed to testosterone and then change your gender, you're not gonna you're not gonna be on an even playing field. No, of course not. No, it's like being on steroids. Yeah, there are key biologic. That does that is interesting to talk about. Mm. It's interesting that um, men's testosterone overall is lowering and females is hiring over like uh, raising yeah out. so they're going like like yeah like this and essentially and their taints are shrinking men's taints are shrinking mm. Mm. and that's the sort of getting smaller yep sort of low testosterone small mm. dick small taint men yeah mm. and this the time is, like, men's grip strength is failing yeah I think that's like because females are almost as strong as men's now yeah that is interesting yeah. I, wonder what is their, I wonder what their testing group is just average people. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a. You're, that, you're probably gonna say, why don't they test like jujitsu people <laughs> or like with the people with the people strong people who go powerlifted? Yeah. Like, well, because that's kind of like they're, they're the. Well, people. That's look, not, I, I realized that the other day. I was like, if you can bench like 100 kilos, yeah, you're in like the top one percent, point five percent of like the world. Yeah. With strength. And it's just something that people just go to the gym and it's like, oh, 100 kilos. Yeah, you're pretty yeah. good now. You can, you can lift weights. Yeah. But, then you re- but then you realise how niche the group is. Like, you realise, yeah. like, people who, like, regularly exercise are very niche. Yeah. Like, that's not every day. Like, that's, yeah. And then of all the people that go to the gym and regu- regularly exercise, and then mm. all the people that actually lift heavy yeah, consistently to be able to build that kind of strength. So yeah. rare. Like it's like it's very interesting thing. Like you could like you could like if you continue exercising and lifting and getting stronger, you could be zero point zero one percent of the population. Already am. Yeah, I'm already am, bro. Stonk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I was talking to a fellow when I was at a CrossFit gym and we do a bench press. And to my body weight, which is currently seventy five, I can like bench over a hundred kilos, which is like, like that makes my bench press is in like the above the one percent. Optimal bench presses. Yeah. Yeah. I can't squat as heavy as I can. Well, I can actually squat heavier, but like in ratio. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Like you can just be. Yeah. It's very like, and that's probably why as well. It's because like a lot of the modern men now, like a lot of modern people don't do anything physical anymore. There's no need to be a high testosterone, high energy, high. Like there's no need because like the jobs aren't 
necessary like I like that. Well, anymore. the jobs aren't physical. The lifestyle isn't physical. Yeah, everything's super easy nowadays. Mm. Nutrition's different. It's poor nutrition. Like um, just sitting inside playing video games all the time, which is fine. Playing video, nothing wrong with playing video games. Yeah. Nothing wrong with watching anime. Nothing yeah. wrong with watching TV all night. Doing it maybe once a week. Yeah. But the people aren't then also going to the gym. Mm. You know, nobody's. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Right. Yeah. And I think as well to speak on that is women are working more now. They're not just at home. Yeah. You know, cooking and cleaning anymore. Yeah. They're doing the jobs. They're out there. Yeah. I wonder if that boosts testosterone. Like if. I like, think it would. Yeah. yeah. I think. Hmm. Because, yeah, I guess it kind of develops a kind of, like, testosterone sort of, mm. yeah, the high energy sort of thing. I wonder how, like, like how high testosterone was in, like, the Neanderthal era. Probably pretty fucking high. Yeah. Just chucky mammoth. <laughs> Go back in time. Drop yeah. off a barbell. Yeah. <laughs> Just squat this ug. <laughs> you proceed to use this club. <laughs> Just a rogue power rack. <laughs> yeah. In the Ice Age. <laughs> so you think that's probably the cause that like women are doing more things, or? Yeah, and I think men are just getting softer. Yeah. Yeah. I think we. Are. I think men, women are being forced to sort of be more independent. Um, you know, more independent, doing their own thing, exercising, yeah. doing whatever. More women are going into more male. Um, male jobs yeah and I think that's just kind of how it is and of course when the I think it's almost like a, a seesaw in a way mm. when the women's testosterone's going up then the men's kind of falls down to yeah because they always talk about like the opposites mm. um, you know if the females goes up the males sort of come down yeah a little bit that's why very masculine men mm. want very feminine women yeah a woman and then you see feminine men and they want you know, they obsess over muscle girls, or you know, they want to be picked up Femboys. and stuff. Like, like they're yeah. feminine. They're, yeah. they're stereotypically feminine traits and desires to be, you know, mm. the the beta or the. I don't want to get too much into let's, like. So let's not Andrew Tate this podcast. But like to be the like, but the you know, to be dominated yeah. and to be the more submissive yeah. person. Yeah. Because, I mean, that exists. You can't really have a relationship mm. going... Like, a, I haven't seen a successful relationship where it's, like, two people being alphas on their own. It doesn't really work. Someone has to have the... No. You, you even see that in, in gay relationships, for example. No. One person's more feminine than the other, even though they're both from the same gender. Yeah. You know, you've always... That's why you stereotypically you got the, the butch female and the... Yeah. Very, you know, the more feminine... And that's why female. Caitlin's They, the they assume those... Mm. Those roles. Yeah, does Caitlin pick you up? Okay, you're on. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. And you correct her. So, the Gable form. group isn't. <laughs> this poor Gable group. You need to get Where your feet. <laughs> <laughs> you need to level change first. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, that is interesting. Mm. Like, yeah, I actually find that. I wonder what the attraction is for, like, stick boys. Those, like, re- you know how, like, young girls really love those thin, slim boys? Mm. Mm. Like, they can't do anything. Like, like, like the, Yeah. My brain goes to, like, survival. Like, if you're in a survival situation, I wouldn't trust that man. Mm. Yeah. I trust that man. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. 
I think a lot of times for like young people, they want to date, especially young women, not to speak on their behalf, but it seems that they always want to date the complete opposite. So if you look at the the generation before of more masculine, mm. you know, dominant, perhaps men, yeah, they want to find like what is the complete opposite, and I'm going to date that Harry Styles. So I'm going to date the the guy who's you know. Mm. partying and drinking and carrying on whilst my dad's talking about finding a nice man who earns lots of money and mm. you know yeah someone I, like a, I think so it's something like that something like that mm. yeah maybe we should get I find it yeah I find it very interesting that like mums or yeah. like you know people in that 30 and 40 year old range something seems to switch back to like stereotypical what they're looking for oh, I want a man that has lots of money yeah. Or a man that's you know that can provide. Well, that's yeah. because the clock starts ticking at that point. Because like if it's if their idea if their goal is to have children, yeah, you want to provide. And it. I think that changes it. And they, it, let's just say they're a single mother as well. Yeah, they they understand that like hey the the fuck boy who wanted to go out and party all the time didn't stick around. Yeah, because they don't have any kind of like desire or plan to. They don't have any kind of you know desirable traits mm. or the wrong traits that I was looking for. Guess what? Not much alone with a kid. Mm. That is interesting. Do you think a lot of, perhaps a lot of women are going to end up, I think a lot of people, but I think a lot of women are going to end up unhappy in society? Well, I think think a lot of people are going to end up unhappy. Yeah. But if, mm, I can't speak on the behalf of like women, but I I, I wish I had like my sister to have a chat with, Emma come on, or like someone... But I think with the way the modern world is structured, it's not only women that are going to be unhappy, but men. Because the society mm. that we have developed actually break down the natural like natural um, needs and desires we want. Yeah. And we use our like logic and rationale to fight that. Whereas like that's not what we need. We need to work with our natural like natural behaviours mm. in order to actually feel somewhat normal and comfortable like there's those natural like inherent things well, that they talk about isn't it the hierarchy of needs I forget no Maslow's hierarchy that's like that's different though yeah but it's the same sort of yeah. like you know, there is a, like a natural side to your you know yeah to your needs yeah and I think like, they've taken like let's just say that out of everyone in the population how many people could genuinely live a life where they don't get married they don't have kids they don't ever settle down and still be happy Mm. Might be like one percent of people. I reckon I could do that. Like maybe you could get to one, maybe one percent. Yeah. Of the population. Yeah. Um, but then that's being sold as like, how great is that? Everyone should, should do that. Mm. I think a lot of people are buying into that idea. Yeah. And I've seen people who are now like thirty-five, don't have a partner, don't mm. have kids, don't have anything, and it's like scrambling to put your life together. Yeah, like, what do you want in your life? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. What's going on with this footy season? What's going on with the footy season? Fuck me. Geelong's lost three games in a row. Yeah. Has it been three in a row? It's been three in a row. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, man. And the Roos have won two. Yeah. Saints are... Saints are on top, aren't they? Yeah, on top of the ladder. Somewhere. Saints are on top of the ladder. Mm. They liked that last season, though, and then they kind of dropped down, fell off very hard. Yeah. 
I'd love to see a different team at the end of the year. Yeah. Maybe Geelong are too old and too slow. Yeah. They just don't seem... I think I think last year they had a pretty magical year and they got... Something that they were doing last year was right. Yeah. Um, well, they they seem to be able to rotate their players really well. Yeah. Seem to be very selfless and they yeah. just got the job done week after week after week and then yeah. it all paid off towards the end. Maybe that's not the same way it is this year. Maybe no, they've just, gone. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Maybe something went going wrong, went wrong in the preseason. Maybe the coaching. Mm. Maybe there's a shift because there's a lot of staff that goes into it. It's not just you know you got the football players. Yeah. And the coach. There's a whole list of coaching staff, and then the staff that's around the coaching staff and the trainers and everything. Maybe there's been something shifted in the executive team. Yeah. Maybe there's been. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Like there was that thing with the Adelaide Crows. Yeah. You remember and then came out that that's this whole fucked situation during the preseason. Yeah. Hmm. Who knows? Who do you think is gonna be on top of the India? No, I think it's gonna win. Yeah. Collingwood. Probably. Hundred percent. They're my favourite team to watch right now. Unless Brisbane fucking spin around somehow. But Collingwood have been playing very well. Well, my question after last year is they lucked so many games last year. So many games where you could have lost, they won by like one goal. Yeah. Or whatever, where you like, well, maybe that goes different. Mm. You know, this person fucks up the, you know, their handball and it spills yeah. out and they don't get the goal. Yeah, we're talking about Collingwood or Brisbane? Collingwood. Collingwood. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, are they going to get better next mm. year? Mm. And they did. Well, they seem like they're a bit more of a solid team. Yeah. I really They've got such a good fan base. Like, yeah. I don't know about them personally, but every single game is packed. Yeah. Said the broom. And it was like that last year when no other team could fill a stadium. Yeah. Brisbane and uh, not Brisbane uh, Collingwood and Carlton yeah. were the two teams at Capeca Stadium last year this is one of the oldest teams yeah yeah, yeah. I really should have done this it's really fucking me up anyway we got the left here Chris hmm? it's been 46 minutes that was the thought anthology number something 30 I think 30 <laughs> Thank you if it's much. not 30 you have to put 30 I think <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just like oh yeah <laughs> chuck it over the top thank you very much for listening like and subscribe and take care bye